Hello and welcome back to uh, After the Checkered, your weekly racing podcast. I'm your host, Josh, joined tonight by Coy. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. Back uh, back with some beers and some racing yep. chat. Always yep. look forward to Wednesdays. I do too. Man. We record on Wednesdays if yes. anybody didn't put that together. Yeah, I always look forward to Wednesdays. Always look forward to having a couple beers, talking about Talk a little racing, can't beat it. Oh, yeah. You got your Hendrick Motorsports shirt mm-hmm. on, you got your Chase Elliott koozie, <laughs> and you got a beer in it. What are you drinking? I am drinking Bell's Two-Hearted Ale tonight. Yeah, how is it? It's delicious. Always. It's one of my my favorite IPAs, man. Can't beat that. Okay. It's a good one. Good deal. I'm drinking uh, one of my beers from my uh, my Christmas oh, yeah. sampler pack, if you don't, if, if anybody remembers me talking about that. I can't even pronounce it, but it's a collab stout, and it's we'll post a picture of it, and you guys can... Yeah, let me see it. Let me see if I can. You you, you showed me earlier. Schwarza Tinte. There it is. I don't know. It's good, though. Yeah. It's a good stout. That's cool. Try to buy it again if I can find it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I've never even heard of that. I haven't either. I haven't. I've only heard of out of this sample pack. I think out of the 25 beers, I have like six left, and I've only heard of one of them. Yeah, it seemed like some of the early ones you showed me were a lot of, there was a lot of like German breweries. or. It's all German. It all, it's, all it's, German. A, it's a German beer sampler pack. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, enough of the beer chat. Actually, you know what? Before we get out of the beer chat, I was in, you know, I was in vacation this last week. I was in Colorado. Drink some damn good beers up there. You know, yeah. Colorado's got a really good beer scene. Yeah. It was really good. I had a, uh, I forgot who made it, but it was called the 20, like the 21st Amendment. It was a, uh, like a grapefruit or blood orange IPA. It was really good. Um, I think I actually took a picture of it. I'm not sure. I did not, but anyway, it was good. It had a, it had a, a comic version of Abe Lincoln on the front of it. How can you not like it? Yeah. No, you can't beat that, man. That sounds good. It was a good beer. But anyway, enough of the beer chat Enough of the beer chat. Into the racing. We've got a little bit of IndyCar news. Yep. Just a little bit. We've got some Formula One stuff to talk about, mainly car liveries and maybe a little bit of drama in there uh, mm-hmm. or car outfits, whoever, you know, whoever wants to call whatever, it that. Whatever you will, yeah. And then we will uh, recap the NASCAR race at Vegas this past weekend and then look ahead towards the race, the uh, the Instacart, whatever number it is. Is it the 500 at uh, Phoenix? Yes. Uh, yeah, Instacart right? 500 at Phoenix. Yeah, I, That's right. say, I think it's a 500-mile okay. race. What, uh, what do you want to talk about first, Formula One or IndyCar? We'll uh, save NASCAR for last. Yeah, we'll save NASCAR for last. Let's go with uh, IndyCar. IndyCar, we'll kind of okay. build up. You know, we've got, we'll start with the the lease and we had a lot of stuff with the um with um with the formula one with some of the unveilings then we got the race so yeah, sounds good i like that plan all right the indycar news that i have is indycar is looking to have some sort of television or not television but some sort of show similar to the formula one drive to survive on netflix That'd be uh, cool. it sounds like that there's uh you know it's a work in progress but it sounds like it's going to happen which i'm all four. Yeah, that'll be cool. Draw some interest in, kind of give you behind the scenes. I did watch uh, recently Born Racer on Netflix. It's a documentary about Scott Dixon, uh, IndyCar driver, IndyCar champion, defending IndyCar champion. He's okay. IndyCar champion. Yeah, he's okay. And it is a really cool look into, but it's but it's just a look into Scott Dixon's life and and kind of his his. I, I don't even remember what year it was. It's 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 a little bit older. I think it's a couple years old. But okay. It's, it, but it was. Uh, it was really good, but yeah, the way that Drive to Survive gives you kind of it bounces around, keeps you interested, gets you into every team. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah I think I think that'll be. I'm good. I'm looking forward to the actually the new season of Drive to Survive. Uh, it's is, March 18th, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but speaking of videos, uh, Romain Grosjean, our our favorite Formula One turned IndyCar driver. Yeah, if that's a thing. I don't know. No, I yeah. just made that up. It is. Uh, Apparently, he's been getting a lot of um, a lot of questions online, a lot of social media attention worldwide about what's the biggest difference between Formula One and Indy cars. And this is why I think it's great that Romain went to Indy cars because the audience is getting much broader than just the United States and sure. Canada. Um, so he posted the video on YouTube. It's a good it's a good video to watch. It's only like six or seven minutes. Um, I'd encourage everyone to go to go watch it. But just a couple of things, and, and I'm not going to go into the, the detail that he did. Obviously, he's a professional mm-hmm. race car driver. I'm not, but. Uh, he said that the Indy car is harder to launch. There's no tire blankets allowed like there are in yeah. Formula One. So, so the fir- like the- immediately heat, heated up tires. Right? Yeah, and and in the video as he's describing it, he's he's talking about each of these topics, and then the video is going on and showing you, and you can watch him just sliding around the corners. Sure. Um, he also said that uh, so so the tire blankets tire stick yeah. harder to warm. 
Um, also, the Indy cars, uh, the drivers can adjust the anti-roll bars in the car, and Formula oh, yeah. Formula One cannot. I didn't know that about Formula One. I didn't One. know they couldn't do that either. Yeah, so he with all the. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I mean, you know, they have so many adjustments and so many minute things. A lot of it is brake bias, forward versus rear brakes. I mean, you can adjust you can adjust engine mapping and all that stuff through the car and through those through the settings on the steering wheel in Formula One. I kind of figured roll bar would be something they'd be able to 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 adjust as well. Yeah, he said that, and, and maybe I, I couldn't really understand it, but maybe he was saying that uh, that the way that it's adjusted is different. Yeah. But anyway, he said it's it's a different it's a change for him, and it's something he's got to get used to. Um, speaking of the Formula One steering wheel, he said that the Formula One car steering wheel is much more advanced. There's way oh, more sure. technology. So um, he also said that the Formula One steering wheel is much easier. To, to steer huh. than the IndyCar steering wheel. Interesting. Um, the biggest thing that he said that he's going to have to get used to is the pit box is much smaller in IndyCar. Yeah. Oh, he's for like, sure. Yeah. He's, uh, he's like, this is definitely an adjustment. And they kind of posted a video of him coming in, and he's he's like, I, here's one that I kind of struggled with, and they're showing a couple of his attempts. And it's just funny, like, that he's practicing pit stops. Most people don't think it professional is, car, race know, car drivers practice that, but they do. Oh, sure. Well, you know, and, and the thing is, like, yeah, an, an F1 team, you know, an F1 team, both cars pit in the same pit box, for those who don't know. And, you know, while, while the, so the pit boxes are, are really, they're, they're big garages with a space in front of them. But, you know, and while he says that, the size of the pit box really doesn't matter because if you think about a Formula One car, when it comes into a pit stop, it's driving into essentially a slot, the width of the car. Because it's driving into, that's how they get those fast pit stops. You know, he's putting the tires right in front of the tire changers. Right. He's driving into a slot where the crew is there ready to service the car, and then and then they move off. And it'll be the same with IndyCar. Yeah, the, the, there's smaller pit boxes, and maybe the angles, maybe it's a little bit tighter getting in. And or and that's the other thing, too, is, there, you know, maybe, maybe you're looking at more cars on the track. You're going to have more, you know, or, yeah, the, the pit boxes are a little bit closer together. Maybe that's kind of what he's talking about, but well, I would think like driving into that slot. I mean, yeah, the pit box is bigger, but you're still driving into a slot where your car fits, basically. Yeah, I think I think there is more room, though. He was explaining there is more room in the Formula One pit box yeah. than the Indy car, given the relative size of the car. Sure. But the other thing that I noticed too that he didn't bring up is that you know in Formula One when they pull in, the tire changers are already in their spot on each yeah. each four wheels. Indy car, they still have to hop over the wall. Yeah, they can't be out on the. Uh, yeah, they still have to move. It's like NASCAR; yeah. they can't until the car stops. They can't jump yeah. over the wall. So that'll be. I don't know if that's an adjustment for him. Maybe it will be. It might have been easier to park if you have humans there that you can't hit. Although, who did we see ran over there? Uh oh man! Well, we it, talked it happens about it. every year. Yeah, it happens every year where somebody hits somebody. But it was um, is it Kimmy hit somebody? I think that's what it was. Yeah. That sounds about right. Um, the the other big thing that he talked about in that video was that the um the windscreen, uh, the the open windscreen with the halo on the Formula One car mm-hmm. versus the closed windscreen. Uh, he said that that is a big adjustment. It's a lot of people wouldn't think that, but it is. Obviously, sure. I I could see that. Um, and one other thing he talked about too. So they were what they were testing at, you know, it was the the corkscrew, mm-hmm. and he he brought it up and he just said, you know, it's interesting that I never thought of this, but Formula One can never race at this track because when they go down these corkscrews, these downhill corkscrews, he's like the front wing on a Formula One car would get ripped off. Oh, Indy sure. cars don't have that problem, so I've never thought of it that way. Like, oh, like they should race at this track. Well, there's yeah, a little just, bit more to it. Just than- how how yeah. Well, I mean, and the fact that of how long Formula One cars are these days, yeah. You wouldn't, uh, yeah. You wouldn't expect it to, yeah. That's it's interesting. I never really thought about that t- that either. The fact that they couldn't race down the corkscrew. But anyway, Laguna Seca. That's what yeah. That's at. it. That's right. I was drawing a blank. Yeah. Um, good video to watch, though. I, I really like what Romain's doing here with with getting the you know, kind of getting the the indie car name out while he still has his Formula One yeah. stature. So yeah. I think that's good for indie car. Yeah, and you know. I did. Just, I just want to make one correction. I actually just looked this up because I wasn't sure. So IndyCar pit stops. One, the front tire changer is already out there oh, yes, on okay. the left. But, but so that's on, right. the, that's on the wall though, right? Uh, well, so the front tire changer is already out there, and the car comes in in between. But the rear tire changer on the left side, driver side, if you're thinking of it as a as a as a, on a normal automobile, it has to come around like he comes off of the wall. So okay. So it's kind of because I was thinking, man, I felt like. You know, you don't. It's something you watch and you, you think. And I was thinking that I thought that there was still a 
still a, a crew member out there when they come out, but it's only the front tire changer. And then after they come in, and, and really you think about it, in Formula One, they have all the hoses go over the top of the car. And in IndyCar, they don't. So they have to come in behind. Yeah. Yeah, so they have to come in on the other side. So. Just a whole different strategy. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. Not yeah, really so yeah, I didn't. I, I just wanted to clarify, just because I was thought I thought, nah, that seems, you know, you mentioned that I was like, yeah, it seems kind of right, but but I felt like I'd seen something a little different. Okay, any uh, any other IndyCar news? No, man, no, not really. You know, just we're just all anxiously awaiting yep. that uh, start, of, start season. of the season. Oh, one last thing, I did see Jimmy Johnson made a comment. I don't think this is news, but. They asked him, uh, he was asked, why why IndyCar? And he just kind of, he, he said the answer was that if I pass this opportunity, I'd, kick, I'd be kicking myself for the rest of my life. So, Yeah, I mean, a race, a race car driver wants to race. And I think, you know. Yeah, what I was getting to there was just like, a, what a dumbass question mm-hmm. by the, like, who asked that question? Why did you pick IndyCar? You're a race car driver. I don't know, because it's a race car and I want to race. Yeah. I don't know, something fun. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? you know, what am I going to do, go retire? Yeah, I mean. He could have. He could have. He absolutely could have. But, <laughs> but, but it's a, but it's a new challenge, and it's something he can come in and he can, you know, he gets Jimmy's a competitor. Yeah, he gets an opportunity to prove that he's the best against some of the guys who've been there for a while, and he can, and are we're very good race car drivers. Scott Dixon, um, Joseph Newgarden, who's you know proven to be pr- pretty good driver. Oh yeah. You know some of these other guys have been there a while. Ryan Hunter Ray. You know these guys have been there for a while. They're all really good race drivers. See absolutely. See. Will power. Will power does. Does Jimmy Johnson have the willpower? Uh, does he have a driver named Willpower? No. no. Does he have the willpower to get willpower? Actually, I don't know. Speaking of, kind of tied all that together, I did see there was a there's something on Motorsport I was reading uh, this week about Willpower mentioned that Chip Ganassi turned him down. Really? Before he came to Penske, Ganassi well, he, he wanted he he offered he wanted to he tried out for a seat at Ganassi and, and was turned down. You gotta wonder if maybe, like in the interview process, they found out the willpower doesn't have the willpower to drive a Ganassi car. They just said, "Hey, you don't have the willpower to be a Ganassi driver. We're looking for someone with more willpower." Absolutely, willpower didn't have the willpower. Headlines, yeah. draft it up. Willpower, just you know, willpower. Willpower have the willpower to power Will's car. Will's car. I think we beat. I think we've, we've beaten that horse. To all right. Death. All right, let's move on to Formula the, 1. Yeah, on to Formula O. We got three cars we're going to talk about here. Yep. Let's start with the worst of the three. Williams. Mm, is that the worst? According to the standings, yes. I got to be honest, I love the... Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> You're correct there. Yes. I thought you meant by the looks. <laughs> no, no, yeah. not the looks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, no, okay. Performance. Because um, I, I actually really like the way... I the like it, too. Looks. I like the way the Williams look. It's got kind of that, you know, sort of throwback to the to that elf card they had in years past so, and man it looks good kind of skipped over that uh three cars yeah the three final cars unveiled their uh their liveries and we're talking about williams car for 2021 uh i i like it i although i really like their one that they had last year but i do like this one it is a kind of that vintage throwback like you said to those elf cars so yeah yeah i really i like the it's got a white nose kind of a blue Blue main body and then and then another and then a little bit darker blue and then it fades into black. Yeah, it looks okay. it looks looks cool. It's a different look than something you've seen. You know, I mean, it, it's unique. That's it, for sure. It's very unique, and that's what I like about it. All right, let's move on to the second best performance wise, the Haas car, God, but it. definitely has the most drama surrounding it. Yeah, this yeah, team that's... might have the most drama surrounding the whole team coming into this year no with uh, Nikita's with the yeah, with the maze pin stuff. Uh, backseat and antics yeah that is so that car is very um i was trying to figure out a word how, how am i gonna rush very yeah very <laughs> mother russia uh so it's a white car with uh with with red pinstripes and some blue it, it's it's the russian flag it, colors it kind of looks like it belongs as like this was the official car of the sochi olympic games Right, which most people are probably thinking, how is there drama associated with that? Well, if anybody remembers, uh, Russian athletes got in trouble with that uh, anti-doping mm-hmm. uh, scandal, and the World Anti-Doping Agency had one of the punishments they brought forward is that no Russian athlete can wear the Russian flag on their jersey, or with drivers, they cannot have the Russian flag next to their, to their name on the car. So there's no Russian flag next to the name of Nikita Mayspin's car, but the whole car is the Russian flag. 
so it that's really what, that's where the drama is and they're thinking that there's going to be some controversy with it and uh you know no surprise the the main sponsor the title sponsor of the Haas car this year is a russian fertilizer company who is owned by nikki the Mazeman's dad in the front wing of the car the elements on the front wing of the car are literally the russian flag. it is 100 percent. and then the side but, graphics are yeah, kind of like a swooping exactly. russian flag. like i was looking i was just looking at it just so that i could remind myself what this car looked like like it is 100 percent the russian flag when you look at this car like you think that's you know, mother russia you think that's that is putin's car <laughs> you know what he yeah, we've seen probably. him get out on the ice rink he yeah. might get out there and drive that thing. i'd like to see that i would too i think that'd be interesting i don't think that uh gene haas would like that because that no, car would come gene back haas as a not like crumpled that. beer can but uh anyway so yeah just a little bit of drama around that um yeah, go take a look at the car if you get a chance. It is uh, it is something. I'm anxious to see what's going to come of that, though, if they're going to make them change that or if they're like, well, technically there is not the Russian flag next to his name. By the law, by the My... rules of the punishment, they did not That's violate true. anything. But it's pretty clear what they did. My guess is that they will they will let him keep it. That would be my guess. I, I will say all these cars that we're seeing today, you know, we'd, we'd mentioned last time that some of the other cars – had kind of adapted that Mercedes nose, that kind of the nose of the car and those those elements of it. All these cars have the kind of Ferrari nose, the kind of, um, when that makes sense, as, as Haas and Ferrari are so connected. But Williams is actually kind of surprising. Williams and kind of their Mercedes connection, they didn't have that sort of flattened uh, kind of scoop nose that you see out of their Mercedes in a lot of the other cars that have been debuted this year. But, yeah, they all kind of opted to that uh, – that sort of nose you saw out of the Ferrari car last year in, in the Red Bull car that they've had. Red Bull hides their nose very well, though, with with the – actually, it's, it's, it's really interesting if you look at it. They hide it with paint because the way that the, the, way that the nose is painted, you really can't see the elements of the nose. Yeah. So it's, it's cool, but – so anyway, so that's that's our drama-filled segment of the yeah uh, yeah. The I don't. I, I'll be interested to see what happens with, with that one. I would guess that they'll just let him go, but because it's not like you know the rules they have are, and we're gonna this this transfers nice segue into our last car. The rules are mainly about tobacco, yes, and certain kinds of advertising that are allowed on cars and, and that are not allowed on cars, and even that is is depending on where you're at in certain areas, certain countries still allow quote-unquote tobacco which is what you see out of the third car that was de- debuted the ferrari the ferrari the ferrari the ferrari well, that's the law so ferrari went with it, it looks very similar to last year's car except that it fades into maroon it's like, I like red it. i like that it's the it's the black undertone yes and yep. then it's the ferrari the red floor. and it it fades into that maroon anniversary mm-hmm. car we saw and i love it the thing I hate though is that neon Why green, is neon now, green logo. Now, number one, I don't think we're going to see that. So the logo is for Mission Win Now, Mission Win Out. Which, if you if you look at that logo, that is Marlboro. That's what that is. It's Philip 100, Morris, hundred percent. And Ferrari it is a way for Ferrari to try to skirt the rules and still get still kind of. And Ferrari who has been partnered with Marlboro and Philip Morris for years, have been trying to skirt the rules for a while. They put barcodes on their cars. If you scan, you know, would would still kind of look like the Marlboro logo. They've been skirting the rules for that, and they finally have kind of – last year they they did it with this Mission Win Now stuff, and it, it got outlawed. And my guess is you're not going to see this – this uh green logo very often why would they why would they debut it though i mean i guess if they have a partnership with philip morris but but it looks stupid it does it looks horrible that the shell you know a lot of people have said they don't like the shell yellow logo on that like you think that that was i love the shell i love it but you know the yellow doesn't fit but you think that was bad now look at this neon green one yeah and that shell logo is still there so there's red there's maroon there's black there's white there's neon green and there's yellow it's just get get it's, rid of that. Get awful. rid of the green logo. I mean, I'm I looking it. at it right now. And I'm just it's it's just gross. Get rid of the green logo, and I love the car. It will. honestly, I would have liked it if they would have stuck with maroon and just kind of. I like, like we talked about that. Yeah, I like that. I mean, one. I I I did hear. So the rumors I heard were that it was going to be two colors of red, and it is. So, you know, I mean, other than that, 
looks pretty clean. It's a, you know, it's your standard Ferrari car. I don't think that we're going to see a lot of, um, I don't think we're going to see a ton of the Mission Winnow logo. And the only place that that logo is, is over the the engine cover there. So maybe we'll right. see. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, we'll have to see. So that's the last of the cars to be unveiled for the 2021 yep. season. Last and, and testings this weekend. Testings this weekend and the first race is right around the corner. Yep. Testing at Bahrain is this weekend. We'll really kind of get a good idea uh, who's gonna, you know, who's gonna be testing. We'll we'll kind of break that down next week, but but we'll get a kind of an idea of how much better Mercedes is than everybody else. Which I'm gonna say <laughs> it'll probably be at least a second. At My guess would be that you'll see Mercedes at close to a second better unless they sandbag, which they I'm, do, which they do. And I'm I don't blame them for doing that, but I'm not even excited to watch Mercedes. What I'm excited for is the new CEO of the Williams Racing Team has said that it's his personal goal to to close that gap, see how much better they got. I'm looking to Sergio Perez in that Red Bull car to yep. see, you know, how he's going to do it if he's doing the testing. I don't yeah. know. I'm looking to I'm, I'm looking exciting to see if Ferrari can rebound yeah. from from last year. They said that they got a little bit more speed. Can McLaren close up and and maybe join into that ranks of where Red Bull was? Also see how that Alpine, yep. formerly Renault team, can yep. do. I mean, there's it's. I'm a Lewis Hamilton fan, you know that, but like I'm not even excited about like the. I know. I'm not like excited no, no. about their testing. I don't care. Yeah. Because I know what they're going to get. I'm excited about the. I'm I'm a Formula One fan over a Lewis Hamilton fan. Sure. I am, too, I, you know, and, and I'm a Ferrari fan, but and and actually, one of the things that I really love about doing this podcast is it's forced me to watch Formula One from a more objective point of view, and it's forced me in the past where I would be, you know, where I where I would, as a Ferrari fan, be like, man, I'm tired of watching Mercedes win. It has forced me to really look at the sport in a much more objective way and to really start analyzing it and break it down. And towards the end of last year, I absolutely loved watching every single race and the little battles that you would see in the little things. So. It's yeah, really cool. This year is going to be interesting because I've always kind of been a Sergio Perez fan. Mm-hmm. That's no shocker. I mean, I'm like when I said I'm a Lewis Hamilton fan, he's not my favorite driver out there. I would say that Sergio Perez has been by far yeah. my favorite driver. Uh, sorry, just the case. But he's moved to Red Bull now. I've always liked the Red Bull team. I've been critical of Max Verstappen. Uh, yeah. But I've also been a Sebastian Vettel fan, so he has moved to the former Racing Point yeah. team, which is where Sergio Perez is now. Aston Martin. So I don't know who I'm going to be like. Yeah. I got to wait till the race this to is, see who I'm going for. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be fun. Well, I mean, I think and I think the Alpine team could be actually. Oh, I think I think could they could be, be decent. Good. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, mean, I think they could be decent. I mean, that's not a that's not anything. It's not a small team. That's, no, and, no, and no, they no. have history in the sport. Well, it, it's a long ago, but they have history in the sport. So, and it's nothing's really changed. Just the name changed on it. Yeah. It's still the Renault team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I'm just gonna have to wait and see that first race and just see how the heart heart pulls for me. That uh, sure. who I'm cheering for. You know, I might might see that I see Vettel battling for for second. I'm gonna be cheering him on instead of Perez. I don't know. see Vettel battling for second. That Assuming. British racing green getting It'll up. It'll be there? fun, man. I don't know. I, I think, hey, we also I like, said that. God, we said, I hope so. Hey, we said. I hope so. We said that uh, Racing Point wasn't going to win a race last yeah, year. Yeah, and I really hope Sergio so. Perez yeah, just, you know. That team. Well, I mean, yeah, and, and you know, you've got. I think you, I, I, I will be interested to see. Like I said, I, McLaren's a team that I'm looking at. Going, where are they going to be? How? What kind of steps are they going to take? Because they've got Mercedes power now. Oh yeah, and that's what you know. Racing Point. That's how Racing Point did it was with Mercedes Power. So Mercedes Power, and I think that they have some they have pretty good drivers there, at McLaren. Sure. But also too, like like you just said, I don't know. We're going round and round. That Alpine team, they got some good drivers there too. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm I'm ready for Formula One to start back I am up. Too. It should have been And I think the fact that the fact that other cars have been unveiled now, and you've got testing just around the corner. You know, testing this weekend, and I mean. You and know, then we're going to have Drive to Survive Season 3 yep. starting. Drive it's going to gonna get you I'll, right in there. Yeah, and I'll be playing F1, the F1 2020, I think is what it is. Which 2021 should be coming out soon. Yeah. yeah, I'll be playing F1 2020 like crazy, running through that. So oh, yeah. Fun. All right. Yeah. Anything else on Formula no, 1? No, nothing else on Formula 1. All right, with that, we will uh, power slide over to – should we use power slide? We, should, we, will, we will upshift into the NASCAR upshift. coverage. We will we will hit we'll, the we'll, 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 we'll draft our way shift. into the NASCAR yes. coverage. We're going to talk about NASCAR next. Yep. This past weekend, we were at the uh, the track in Las Vegas. I don't remember what the name of the race was, but the Pennzoil Four Hundred. That's right, Pennzoil Four Hundred. Jiffy Lube. 
for some reason I still have that Dixie Vodka 400 in my head from from Homestead. But yeah. uh, but anyway, so this past weekend, Las Vegas, we saw Kyle Larson get the W. Yeah, get first one w. with Hendrick. That was a he he was very very good car, very good car most of the day. Yeah, him and Brad Kozlowski, I think, had the two best cars. Yeah, in that sure. race, and uh, Brad Kozlowski, Ryan Blaney had a pretty pick. good. Ryan, yeah, he was. Yeah, you have. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that after the race. But but anyway, yeah. So Blaney did have a strong car. Um, this was kind of an exciting race, you know. That uh, at least compared to what last race was. Sure. Um, there was twenty seven lead changes in this race, and at least uh, five drivers led twenty laps. So that's. Pretty significant changes going on in the race. Oh, for sure. The first stage I thought was really, really exciting. There was a ton of, it was like for a while, for probably 25, 30 laps, you had about five guys racing for the lead. You know? Yeah. It seemed like the Hendrick cars all were, were up there at the front. The early. Hendrick cars, you know, what was it? Denny Hamlin was the first yeah. car, the first Hendrick, the first non-Hendrick car to lead a lap, which, and that was pretty yeah. well into that race, which was Yeah. Harvick, Harvick started on the pole. He had a bad car. He slid backwards. I've it's been interesting seeing that seeing that car, and we'll, and we'll kind of touch on this a little later because they had a lot of problems. I think they were they're crazy tight. I was listening to the radio early, and it seemed like started on the pole and just slid back, and and he ended up finishing, you know, towards the. I think he finished. Where did he end up finishing? He finished twentieth. Yeah. Yeah, not great. And speaking of car problems, uh, one of the guys that I had mentioned that uh, had really really good betting odds Bubba Wallace right away man Again, had, had yeah. steering issues and he was just out of it yeah. and I'm actually kind of shocked that it's pretty much a Joe Gibbs 2.0 car is having those issues yeah. because those Joe Gibbs those Joe Gibbs cars do not have those types of issues no and, I mean look at and I can only imagine yeah. that Michael Jordan was sitting up there and was like and I took that person yeah. well I mean look at the Joe Gibbs put three cars in the top 10 right so Cowboys, I don't know what Trax I don't know what happened and Christopher Bell I mean for a while, it seemed like it was the Penske cars versus the Hendrick cars, and then it seemed like here comes the Gibbs cars. Um, yeah, Blaney started towards the back, started twenty six. He moved up to the towards the front, and he was he was a factor early on. Though great racing, and at all the restarts, great racing. The the restarts provided some, and this is different. I know a lot of you might be listening and say, "Hey, you guys are you know bitching about the restarts at the Daytona Road Track." The difference is these restarts didn't cause massive pileups. Yeah. These restarts were fun. They were exciting. Yeah, it's, and you're not good you're not trying to you're not trying to compress it down into this race. We got four uh, wide uh, and it exactly. was okay. Yeah, and you know we yeah. got four wide at the road course. Yeah, and it was just it, a I mean this was, beer cans. Yeah, the racing here was fun. I, they go back to Vegas in the playoffs, and I'm really that'll be a fun. Yes, I think that, that'll be a fun be race. It seemed like you know it seemed like early no one could really pull away, and I think a lot of that had to do with the, this body style that they're running and this. This generation car, you have to almost break the draft, and it takes a lot more to do that. And the first person who really do that was Kyle Larson. Uh, you know, stage stage one, Kozlowski was able. It was, it was actually batting with Elliot, who, Chase Elliott, who had a Elliot had, a, had an interesting day. He had uh, he had a really good car early. His team uh, messed up on the, the there was a competition caution at lap twenty five. His team messes up his car during the pit stop. Does a little bit of body damage to it. And he was good, and then you know he just seemed to get loose during the day and got looser and looser and looser. Well, the the thing that I thought was interesting about Chase's car, about his ride, was that at the beginning of the race, his car seemed very loose, and it's like okay, we can understand that beginning of the race. But as the race went on, we saw other guys make adjustments and tighten up, and we did not see Chase's team making no. the adjustments. And it, it surprised me that they. I don't know if they thought they had some inside information, like okay track conditions are going to change and it's going to be favorable. But man, they were left. I mean, and Chase still. He finished 13th. Yeah, he finished didn't have 13th. a bad day. No. But I think that if his team might have made some proper adjustments, he could have competed for a win. They, but they yeah, just, they, I think they left him out the dry. Well, I mean, yeah, they could have. I think that they could have finished higher. They were definitely in the first stage. Well, and they, they were, were much better. They're were, they were a very good car. I think maybe after that spin, it seemed like things were just totally Well, and then with really. 98 laps to go, he yeah. did spin out. It looked like that yeah. the car in front of him broke kind of the, the, the airflow, and it just – Got yeah. him loose and he spun took some out. air off him. Yeah, and he spun, but it had a little damage and he still salvaged a 13th place. It sure. was 13th, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. So 13th. I mean, good save for him and sure, he's a good driver. So so props to him. But uh, I think that he could have had a better race had his team made some adjustments earlier on. Yeah. Um, but back to the winner though, Kyle Larson. You know, this is 
uh, we saw a ton of drivers, including Bubba Wallace and even Mario Andretti reaching out and congratulating him. You know, if everybody remembers the, the backstory of Kyle mm-hmm. Larson, you know, this was definitely going to be in the news that Kyle Larson wins. And, and um, it, it was just cool to see that Bubba was congratulating him. And to me, yeah. that means that to all of you idiots out there that are still hating him for this, it's time to move on. Bubba, Bubba, like yeah. the guy in the sport that was probably most impacted by it, Bubba Wallace, he is moving. Sure. On. Yeah. So I mean, the it's... guy did his time. He did his, you know, I think that that's something that'll, for me, it is something that'll hang with him. But at the same time, you know, I, I think it was good it for as, him. Yeah. It, as weird as that sounds. Yeah. Like it like opened it was his something eyes that, that, like, stop exactly. being an idiot. And I think that he's kind of looked at it as, you know, yeah, yeah, stop being an idiot. That's a great way to, yeah. And, and he is just now he's, he's moved forward. He is now a, a driver, you know, I mean, but in, and that car was dominant, and he's in a very good car. And Hendrick, the Hendrick cars seem to be a lot better than they were last year and recently in the last few years. Yeah, they look as really a good. whole, as a group, those cars seem to be really, really good. Yeah. So that was his. That was Kyle Larson's seventh win of his career. Yep. That was his first win at a mile and a half track. Yep. I did not know that. that. I was surprised that I saw that too. So I do have a trivia for you. Oh, here we go. You ready for it? Yeah. All right. Who was the last driver to get a Cup Series win in the number five car? Oh, man. There's been some good drivers in that car. There have been some good drivers. Kyle Busch drove that car. Let me let me think about who other drivers. I'm going to say it was Kyle Busch. So when I read this question, that was my first thought, too, yeah. was, was Kyle Busch. And I'm going to tell you that's wrong. Would have been Casey Kane. It was Casey Kane, Indianapolis Motor Speedway in yeah. July of 2017. I that was my other thought. I was like, it's either Kyle Bush or Casey Kane because yeah. those two were the last. Two I went straight to drivers to drive that. I went straight to Bush to and I kind of forgot car. that Kane yeah. drove the five car. I mean, I remember. I mean, you know, you, that car. I've always so the five car was like the Hendrick. Like that was that was Ricky Hendrick's. That was that like, was their, like their, their premier their car. first car. Yeah. Yeah. And so that car's been around. It, it was a really cool. They kind of talked a lot about a lot a lot of a lot about it this weekend because that five car was so good. And because, you know, for a while the race was just Kyle Larson dominating, but you know how the Hendrick team had, uh, you know, had basically gone down to one race. They were, they were, they were almost done. Yeah. And they'd said, we don't have the funds to race and this is it. And uh, Jeff Bodine goes out and wins a race and, and the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. What a name. What yeah. a legend. Yeah. What a, you know, Jeff Bodine was uh he drove one of the cars in Days of Thunder. Jeff yeah. Bodine was big in Days of Thunder. That whole that whole movie is basically about the Hendrick team. It really and is. I didn't yeah. and I didn't really even know that. Well until, the city like, the city Chevrolet. Yeah, City Chevrolet is is that I mean, yeah, that's not a fake thing. That's Rick Hendrick's dealerships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, that is one thing I knew before watching the making of the movie that I didn't know that about. Yeah, that, I, I knew that. that. And yeah, you, you see that thing is just saying, oh, it's just City Chevrolet. What is that? Whatever. Yeah. But no, that's that's just Rick, that's Rick Hendrick's dealerships. Yeah. Good old Rick so, Hendrick. yeah, it's um, good for Kyle Larson. You know, I always like to see Hendrick cars win. After, you know, if Chase came win, I would like to see Hendrick cars win. I was just happy to see Larson win after everything that he's gone through. And, and uh, I again, I don't condone what he did, but no, I definitely think that he – he served as punishment, and it's time for us to move past it. And sure. I think that he's been a good advocate going forward as kind of like a voice towards, hey, let's end this, this stereotype in NASCAR. And and I think that, that this could be good for NASCAR to build on. And like I said, especially for all the people, I have seen a lot of negativity about him winning and that, oh, he doesn't belong in there. And it's like, you know what? Bubba Wallace has congratulated him. So, yeah, you like, know, let's, I, let's, let's move past it. Let's, sure. Let's go on. Let's not forget about it, but let's move past about sure. it. Sure. You know, sure. stop stop hating the guy for that. So yeah, um, so let's go to our standings now for our picks. Yeah, standings now for picks. It is so after so you got you got two points for Kozlowski who finished second. Yeah, so had, so last week I picked Kozlowski, Koi picked Chase, Chase Elliott. Elliott, who finished thirteenth. So you got two points, I got one. So I was in the in the lead uh, four to. I think after last week we were tied, right? Yeah, we were tied. Yeah, you're right. So now it week, is it is six to five, Josh. So I took a one point lead. You know, a one point lead on me after four races, and we go to Phoenix next week. We go to Phoenix, site um, of Chase's big win last year for the uh, for the, the, the championship. Championship. That's the word I'm looking for. Championship. 
Yeah. Um, do you want to get into our picks right now, or should I go into a little gambling chat? Which one do you want to go into the gambling first? chat? Let's hear. Let's hear some odds. Okay, so let's go to the gambling chat. Um, this was actually kind of surprising to me when I was reading through the odds for the race right now. Again, it's Wednesday, so it's still a little bit early. But the uh, the early favorite is Kevin Harvick at nine to two. Uh, Brad Keselowski is at eleven to two with Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin both at eleven to two. Martin Truex Jr. at thirteen to do thirteen to two. Kyle Busch at seven to one and Joey Logano at fifteen to two. Kyle Larson eight to one. Ryan Blaney seventeen to one. And then after that, it's a pretty big jump after after that one. Man, this is this is going to be a tough one. There's a so, lot of good cars and, a, and that track. The track is so you know the the car that that you know Chase Elliott last year that car during the during the playoffs during the championship race. I feel like that car could have lapped the field. It was just it was so good. So the the driver that I'm looking to, I know um, I've, I've got some feedback that a lot of people like that when I look for that that sleeper car as far as odds are. Christopher Bell is a 40 to 1 uh, yeah. odds to win it. He has had a strong car all year. Very and strong he's car. Not necessarily done well at, at, at Phoenix, but then again, he is a relatively new driver. So... If I'm going to put a little bit of money down, I'm going to throw it on Christopher Bell at forty to one odds. Yeah, he's had a good, he's had a very good start to a season. He's got a win already. I mean, yeah, and this is kind of a Phoenix kind of a goofy track, you know. It's got got some some nuance to it with that dog leg in the back stretch. You know, you just never, you never really know. I am, yeah, I think this is a pretty good pick for kind of a sleeper pick. I think Ryan Blaney might fare well here. And so Ryan, Ryan Blaney is at a 17 to one. Um, another interesting one that I saw that was, was favorable betting odds was Alex Bowman at 30 to one. But again, again, my, my Hendrick car. Yeah. My sleeper pick though is Christopher Bell at 41 Gibbs yeah. car. Uh, he's got a win under his belt. This year he's had a strong car. If you're looking to make some money, I would bet him not necessarily to win, but maybe do a top three or a top five finish. Just try to sure. try to piece some things together there. So Brad Keselowski starts in the pole due to their NASCAR's little format. formula, whatever the hell that is. Formula that they've got Kyle Larson second, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, Martin Truex, Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, and William Byron starts 10th. So, so that's not a bad bet for William no. Byron, though, starting 10th. No, that's another car. And again, Hinder car. Yeah. You know, these hinder cars, some, you know, that, that team was able to put together a, a car that absolutely dominated this race the last time that the series was there. So, um, so as the leader, current leader in points, I'll let you pick first. Who you got, who, who you got this weekend? I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. You're going to go with Kyle, Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch right now is the current driver who has the best average finish at Phoenix at 3.33. You know, Kyle so. Busch was a guy I was looking at as, as, as I was very much thinking Kyle Busch. Yeah, and it's when it comes to Phoenix, he's been good, and yeah. it's it's hard. It seems like an obvious pick, but you know he hasn't had the strongest, uh, you know, start to this year. He also didn't have the strongest year last year, only getting one win. Yeah. But I I feel like that maybe he might get back to his roots. I almost picked him last week going home to to Vegas, but sure. uh, you know, although he finished what third. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, so my my other pick finished second, so I couldn't go wrong with either one of those. No, but. I... Uh, but yeah, he's a seven to one odds to win it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going with Kyle Busch. I am going to go with, and you know, I think we all know my feelings on this guy, but I'm going to go with Joey Logano. I think on Logano. I think he had a really good car here last week. He's, he, I think he's battled through some tough times with the car, and I think that I can see him having a very good car, and I can see Penske being able to put this together and. and you know, I went really I went with the Penske car. driver last yeah. week, and I told you it was a coin flip, and it worked out for me with Kozlowski. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see Logano uh, getting over that hump and getting the win this week. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Is you know, I got to get uh, I'm down a point to you now. Now I got to now I got to find I got to pick a driver that's going to win. You got to pick a driver that's win and hope that my driver wrecks out. Which you are not a Kyle Busch fan, so I'm sure you're hoping that he does. Honestly, wreck out. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be that upset if both these guys wreck out and <laughs> Logano just happens to finish ahead of Bush. And then we both go with a yeah. with a zero point. And we keep it at six to five. Well, yeah. Well, no. I mean, finish under just at the back of the field. Twenty five laps <laughs> down. Thirty laps. I think down. they might just call the car then. So yeah, um, yeah, I. Joey Logano is a good driver. He was here. He's right in the thick of he it. He is a good driver. Of, he's right in the thick of it. He's just not a likable guy. Last year. No, he's not. Not at all. Between between 
Logano and Keslowski, which one would you say you you like more? Ooh. I have more respect for Brad Kozlowski. I would almost say Kozlowski as well. I have more respect for Kozlowski because I think, but his dad. It's really like which one has a less punchable face. Which which Kozlowski has the most punchable face? I don't know. Does he? Yeah, like seen Joey Logano. I have. Like at least he doesn't look like a confused donkey. No, he just looks like a. I shouldn't have said that on here. No, I. I mean, honestly, I can't stand either one of them. I acknowledge pick, that they are both very good race drivers. I'd, I'd pick, I think I would go, you know, they're both great race car drivers. Otherwise they wouldn't be racing. They wouldn't be racing for Penske and, and be both in the, in the playoffs last year. But I think for me, it's going to go Kozlowski mainly because I just hate that yellow Pennzoil car, which is weird. We just talked about the shell. I mean, Joey Logano drives a yellow Pennzoil car. I know, but like, I don't like that. I don't like that color. It looks well, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, so, oh, so you're saying you would, which I would one do you pick hate the least? Yeah, I'd pick Keselowski. Okay, I thought like, you were mentioning that Keselowski was the one you hate more. more. Okay. No, no, no. It'd be like, I actually I don't mind their – you know, I don't mind the – I don't mind the um, – If I'm going to root for a yellow car, it's going to be the Michael McDowell loves car. <laughs> He's been pretty good. He has been. He's been pretty good. Uh, he racing. was again – he was right up there in the mix. You know, Furniture, I think he, furniture I think he a lap. This. I think he finished a lap down this week, if I'm not mistaken. He, but he he showed but potential. He was not bad. You know what though? He's earned a seat in the in the playoffs though. Yeah, he sure has, man. You gotta you gotta yeah, get finished, in the playoffs. He to finished seventeenth a lap down. So, but towards the beginning of the race, he was right up there. You know, I mean, in, in a race at a mile and a half like Vegas, it's all about making adjustments and what can you do with your car and and have you basically it's did you guess right for the conditions and do you have the car set up right for those conditions and some guys do. But you know what? And can you make the adjustments? You know what though? He's in the playoffs because he got the win at Daytona. Sure. And they're going back to Vegas for the playoffs. Sure. Maybe that was just a good uh, furniture. I was like, Hey, let's just get some good data and we will, uh, we'll come back. I mean, with this format, you can see, I mean, you got to make the playoffs to win it. Yeah. You know, it's been really interesting to see what's happened with Kevin Harvick and really that whole new, that whole, the whole Haas team has not been great. Not well, great. Maybe this year will be Harvick's year. You know, last year he was the most dominant driver. This year he's had some struggles. Sure. Maybe he'll sneak in and pull a Chase Elliott and, and win it. Maybe this will be his year. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe because they have not been, you know, they have been, it seems like they, they really can't, they really can't get their cars uh, set up correctly. I know in, in almost every race I kind of, I'll bounce around to the spotters. It seems like his car is either way loose or way tight. It seems like it's more way tight than anything. Uh, and they just kind of are backsliding. They're not able to really put the Maybe. put the pedal down. I could see him being a driver. I mean, you said he's a favorite this week. I mean, he's a guy who honestly has been great at – and actually I think the last time we – you know, this is actually the first time we can actually go to a, a racetrack and say the last time we were here, I picked Kevin Harvick to win this race. I think because we, we were doing the podcast for, yeah. the, for the final, and I and we I think we all I think we were both like, picked Harvick. Yeah, I think we all were like, okay, Harvick's going to go out and do this, and you know, and he didn't have a bad race. He no, just, he didn't. He, no, he didn't. Chase have a bad just race. had a great yeah. race. He's, I mean, yeah, he had a flawless it was a, race. Well, well, yeah. I mean, and you had that was kind of that. You had all four playoff drivers finish one, two, three, four, and then you had Jimmy Johnson finish fifth. You know what I mean? Was it stage? Maybe we don't yeah. know. Well, hey, maybe maybe those uh, maybe those Stewart Haas cars need to get some of that Russian fertilizer. They've been, yeah, yeah. Maybe they, Bring them over from Formula One. Get a little maze pen in you. See what happens. Oh, no, let's not go that far. Yeah, that's actually. We should probably not say those things right now. <laughs> so oh, I didn't yeah. think of that. Yeah. So um, so yeah, you know, it was it was a very exciting race. I'm really looking forward to to Phoenix is always a fun one just because it's a little quirky and you never know what's going to happen. There. I always kind of hate Phoenix because it is really? quirky, but, See, but, I, but I like but it because it builds, it's quirky. It like, the, like I'm I like, it's not because I don't think it's boring. I yeah, just, no, it's not. I mean, it's not a, it, it can be, it's one of those tracks where they don't go fast, you know, at, at Vegas and the mile and a half tracks like that, they'll go, they'll get going fast up to where like the draft will matter. Phoenix, it seems like it doesn't as much, but, you Which know, I kind of like how the schedule's working out, though. Uh, you know, we had Daytona, mm-hmm. and then we went to the road course. Then mm-hmm. we went to Homestead, Vegas, and then to Phoenix. Like, you know, they are spacing out these different kind of sure. unique tracks and the different style of driving. Yeah. And it makes it unique to watch. You know, I would say that Vegas and Homestead, you get kind of a similar style of driving, although I think that Vegas was much more exciting than Homestead was. Yeah. Um, well, for sure. And then, you, you know, then you go to Atlanta. 
and then they don't race on the 28th, the end of this month, and then you go to Martinsville, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, and then I, after I, the, I skipped over the Bristol Derby. They do race there. I know what you were doing. I know what you're doing. I well, I thought you were just mentioning that you were just going to be watching the Formula I'm One race. I'm gonna. I'm definitely. I'm going to be watching it all. I got to be 20, honest, man. I'm going to watch the whole thing, and I'm. Gonna, I don't know. I might love it. We're talking about the. Dirt here's what race I think again. is going to happen: the, the dirt race. I think that I have been saying that it's going to be exciting. You've been saying it's going to be terrible. I think we're going to come out and be like, "That was stupid." And you're going to be like, "I loved it." We're going to flip flop. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the dirt race, the, the only little news is I had uh, Chase Elliott is going to run a late model in the Bristol Dirt Nationals. Might as well. He's going to be there. Yeah. Went in Rome. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a hard race for us to pick. I think we've said this that's every time. That's going to be an, an impossible race to it's, pick. Yeah. No, it's not Kyle Larson. I was going to say my early pick is Kyle <laughs> Larson because he's fresh off the dirt track. Or, yeah. I think it's going to be so tough because you don't see. But the thing is, though, is that any just, any little move can bump you out. I'm yeah. going to go with something crazy like Cole Custer winning that race. I don't know. Like Kyle Larson's the obvious favorite, but he's not going to be running in a, a, a dirt track car. So I think it's no, going to be a random. That's, see, I think that's we're going to see like a Michael McDowell winner. Is that these cars are not dirt track cars. So running, if you're going to be able to, I don't even know if you're going to be able to run a dirt I, I mean, I get, I'm sure they can set them up to run a dirt track style, but I don't know. I've never yeah. seen that. Wait, well, hey, on your mm-hmm. sheet, make sure you mark it down that I threw out Cole Custer. I don't know if that's my official pick, but when that race happens, if he wins, I want us to be, at least be able to come back to this episode and be like, hey, called it. And then I can rub it in everybody's faces. Did you, though? I said Cole Custer. Yeah. You just like threw out a name. Yeah, okay. He's a good driver. And I threw out Kyle Larson, so I'll take Kyle Larson right now. Well, I took I, I said Larson as well, and then I said I'll switch it up. All right, so this podcast is predicting that it's either going to be Larson or Cole Custer. Yeah. It's not our official picks, but no, the we'll, way we'll too early to predictions. It. Yeah, the way too early those is that it's going to be somebody crazy that wins this race. That's what I'm thinking. It could be Eric Jones. It could be. Oh, I'd love to see that. Well, I, I just can't wait to see what the car looks like that, that wins. Like the condition of the car when it crosses oh, yeah. that finish line, is it just going to be beat to shit? Is it just going to be beat to shit and covered in dirt? Well, we know uh, it's going to be covered in dirt. My prediction is that it's going to be, is that by the time, I haven't looked at how See, I think I think it's going to be, we're jumping way too far. Yeah, ahead, we, we I think, really are. We really I think are. the car is going to look very clean because I think this is going to be one of those races that somebody's just going to hang back at about the 10th or 11th spot. And in the last two laps, they're going to see everybody just beating the hell out of each other going around those turns, and they're just going to slide right in and take the win. Yeah, most possible. I mean, who knows? I don't think it's going to be like halfway through the race, oh, clear win, you know, leader out here that's going to win it. I think it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, a late horse on the race, and they're going to win it. That race is during the day. Oh, yeah, they, there's no way they can do that at night. Man. I wonder how the visibility is going to be, though, with the dirt, too. Yeah, I mean – I, I think that's going to be a problem. I think I I honestly would be would not be surprised if you see the dirt. I mean, we've talked about this. The dirt either compacted or worn down to where. I mean, the real reason that I don't like this is because I love watching Bristol. I love yeah, watching the race. At they're Bristol still doing week. Bristol though, the traditional yeah, Bristol. The, they're the they're doing another race at Bristol, but we'll still get that. I still I just like the two races at Bristol. The two, the spring race and the fall. And I get, I get why they're doing this though, because there are people that don't even like NASCAR that are going to watch this. I get it. NASCAR needs to do probably. something to get more visibility and ratings. The purists are going to hate it, but it is what it is. Yeah. Somehow we jumped from Phoenix to Bristol. To Bristol, we always talk about Bristol because we I do. Just, we we always bring it up because I'm. It's a 250 lap race, by the way. Jeez. 250 laps on dirt. On dirt. Oh, like okay. There's going to be no dirt by the end of that race. No dirt in the groove. There's gonna, what's going to end up happening is there's going to be one groove. Everybody's fighting for it. And everybody's fighting for it. And you're going to have some guys going up who trying to go up. And, and, and maybe in the worst possible thing is that there's two grooves. Because then you're just going to see. Then it's just like, why did you even have dirt? I don't know. I brought it up before. You know, there's this like iconic race that NASCAR does that used to be raced on the beach. It was pretty cool. That was a totally different, totally different time. Daytona. Yeah, great American race. Racing yeah, those cars sand. were made. Those they raced in the dirt. Then they raced in the dirt at some tracks. Then they don't do that anymore. They raced on sand on a beach. Yeah, they don't, they don't anymore. America. They don't anymore. We're coming back. This is not America. We're going back America. to our roots. 
Koya is hating on the roots. I'm, I'm not hating it. on the roots. I am. I like to see the Bristol race because the Bristol race is fun. So, anyway, anyways, we got off topic. We got way you off got, topic. You got any other NASCAR news? I got no other. I got no Dukes. All right. The only thing I wanted to comment on is the mustache is back. The mustache is back. The mustache baby. is back. You know I was shocked. So, yeah, the mustache is back. I got to get it ready for the hockey tournament in April. This means I got to go, <laughs> get it growing now. Get and the beard, okay. here's the deal, man. I've reached the age where the beard has a little bit too much gray in it for my taste. But the mustache has none. The mustache has none, and it just looks glorious. I like it. I like it is it. a glorious mustache. So I had to bring it back. Okay. Well, I think it's here to stay, to be real honest. I, it's weird when you don't have it now. You went I, so long I, with I, it that honestly, it's weird yeah. when you don't have it. I know. I know. I it's actually got to wear a... It got to where a beard was like itching me. Like I was not used to having a beard. Your face was screaming, bring back the mustache. <laughs> my daughter, my daughter was very much, she was like, I looked at her dad and she goes, after I shaved it, she said, daddy, I love the mustache. I'm like, yes, you do. That's right. That's all that matters because yeah. if the wife says it's got to go, you're like, nope, the kid says that. No, like my it. wife, actually, her response was, Ugh. I sent her a picture. She's, she's like, I hate it. And yeah. she's like, but I love she, it. I sent her a picture. She's like, ugh. I'm like, that's nice, babe. Thanks. No, I think she likes it. She just she doesn't does. want to admit it. She, she doesn't want to admit it. No, she she admitted it. She said she likes it. So we just need to get you like an '80s Ferrari and a and a Hawaiian shirt now. You know what? Yeah, well, go, I, this one's in. go with Tom Selleck. All right, so maybe not an '80s Ferrari. Maybe we'll get. No, you, I'll uh, take an '80s Ferrari. We'll get you a, a 308. I'm we'll, good. We'll get you a Fiero. You can put the kit on it. No, you like the. No. You like the. Disc. No, I would like the 308. You like the discount Tom Seller like. from Magnum PI. <laughs> Mag- Magnum IP. Magnum Fiero. I'm, Magnum I'm, IPA. Yeah. Magnum IPA. <laughs> I like that. Magnum IPA. Maybe that'll be the title have of this you episode. Seen, speaking of, have you seen some of these some of these pictures? Like, have you seen Chase Elliott's like official NASCAR picture from yes. this year? With that with the with the horseshoe mustache, the horseshoe, and then Blaney with that like yeah, Blaney. Yeah, I mean Ryan. I that's why, I, honest to God, that's why I like Ryan Blaney. The mustache, the, just the way that he like last year he went full mullet with a mustache. He was it was cool. He just embraces it. I he also does. like him in the in the crew. He's he's pretty. Mm-hmm. His cameos are pretty funny. Yep. So, I think that's gonna wrap it up. I think so. Hit us with that social media. Yeah, you guys can find us on Instagram at, at ATC Racing Pod. Find us on Twitter at ATC Racing Pod. Please follow, like, comment, hit us up, let us know what you think, um, and always hit that uh, furthest right star on iTunes. Give us a give us a good review. We'd very much appreciate that. And power slide into those yeah. DMs if you have anything yeah. you want to talk about, or yeah, if you want to just see see pictures of the stash. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. It is weird. All right, we're gonna end it on that note. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to y'all next week. See you, boys.